Support for Grumpy Old Geeks comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GOG at manscaped.com. This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is also brought to you by our very good friends at Hover.com. For 10% off your first order, head over to Hover.com slash GOG and get your domain today. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. You know how I've been talking about potentially switching over to Windows yes. in the near future, like this may be my last Mac. Um, I've had my my dad's old laptop basically since he passed, and I just kind of shoved it in a corner because, you know, who wants to think or deal with that? Um, but in, in the process of procrastinating on other things that I should be do- doing, I decided, okay, now it's time to deal with all the... I, I literally have a stack of three computers, a super old PC from my wife and my wife's old Mac. I had to take care of my old Mac. I had to remove the, the drive um, because I didn't want to throw it away with the drive in it because, you know, security uh mm-hmm. and so i was and then my dad's laptop so i i started to deal with my my dad's laptop i figured you know i'll, I'll wipe it and uh you know, do a fresh install and do all the updates because my sister could use another laptop so i'll just clean it up and, and give it for her give it to her to use and uh you know it was, it was nice it was nice being in windows 10 environment uh, i forgot about it it's been so long it's it's a clean great good operating system but the one thing that i've seemed to have wiped <laughs> from my memory Updating and installing Windows <laughs> takes forever. I even started on a fast the, machine. It even takes on forever. a fast machine, this is not a very old laptop. It's it's a Dell Inspirian. It's it's fine. Two days. <laughs> what? It took almost two days once to, to to do the fresh install, and then one of the updates kept catching and and wasn't updating properly but they i i would miss the notification and i was just like okay i guess i gotta try this again finally figured that out <laughs> did did the troubleshooting got the install finally working and the update my god what a process it makes the apple watch updates look like they are taking place instantaneously yeah i just set up my uh my pc on my mm-hmm. secondary station here yeah. since i'm not going to be doing my podcasting course i'm like oh well i guess i can make that my my gaming station now Right. And so I plugged it in and, you know, had to go through the update cycle, update Norton, get all the antivirus <laughs> stuff. And fortunately, I could just turn around and go to my iMac and work all day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, her, turn around. OK, need a reboot, need a reboot, six reboots later. And <laughs> the thing is, I mean, it's only been down for, I don't know, maybe four months. Right. And then I pull it back up and then it's a day of updates and it's insane. It is insane. Absolutely insane. And then, of course, you know, the next day, the first thing I do when I turn the thing on now is check for updates. Yeah. Because there's going to be an update. There's always updates. It's funny. I listen to a a live radio show here in in California, in in LA, called Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. And they've just moved to a new studio and they got all these new computers and they're all Windows machines. And invariably, at some point during the three hour broadcast that they do starting at six in the morning, I hear the Windows update sound. Oh, yeah. Bleed through because all their computers are updating every morning. (laughs) That's so pathetic. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It is nice, though. I got to say, like, 
dicking around on Windows for me has been like fun. <laughs> it's a good operating system. I actually like the OS better than I like Apple's OS. But uh, yeah, we'll I see. wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but <laughs> I, the only thing for me is it just doesn't have logic on it. I wish it had logic so I could, you know, do my music stuff on it and my podcasting stuff on it. But yeah. There's, you know, I'm not going to go Pro Tools. No way in hell. I like, like Pro what are, Tools, but okay. What are you do SoundForge? Come on. <laughs> no, so it's like, but I can, I hooked up the Roadcaster Pro to it. So I do have like another station where I can record shows in case the Mac takes a dump with Chrome like it did before. Right. So there is a backup, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I basically, you know, fire it up and play StarCraft. <laughs> but. <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? do? So you've been kind of out of it a little bit sick all week. I've been in a mood all week, and I don't really know why. Um, but it, something hit me yesterday, and I've been a- unable to stop thinking about it. Now, we, we've had no lack of crazy news since uh, this administration took place. But today, I, I realized that you and I, Jason, now live in a country that is uh, that has decided it's important enough to protect us from mango-flavored vape pods. Okay. But we can still go buy military-grade assault rifles. Okay. And this is where my head's been stuck at for two days now, and I'm in a bad mood. Well, you should <laughs> stop reading the news and not give a shit. Like I know. the rest but of us. To be fair, our country doesn't have a lock on stupidity. Um, a little bit of follow-up here. The UK is finally abandoning its unworkable porn block plan. Now, remember, this is the plan where you had to go down to the local market prove that you were old enough buy a porn card or a porn pass which you know could potentially be tracked and all that sort of stuff so uh but they've finally decided that this is a stupid idea and unworkable finally so they are they're jettisoning the plan but they're not giving up on their plans to censor the internet entirely they're looking at broader regulatory regimes um we don't know know what any of that's going to be but they're they've realized that this is a dumb plan and they're going back to the drawing board Wow. Okay. If we could just get them to do that with Brexit, then maybe everything would be okay. Maybe. Yes, sir. sir. I'm here for my wanking card, please. Can I have my wanking card? I must go wank. Can I just put that on my oyster? (laughs) I found this one over at the New York Times. It's called, Why Don't Rich People Just Stop Working? Question that we have asked on this show for several years. Mm -hmm. Turns out they like money. (laughs) That's really the long and short of this article. I I uh, also like money, but if I had a couple couple mil in the bank, or maybe a bill, I would uh, just basically go do good deeds. I would would work on a charity or something. I wouldn't uh, continue to try to stockpile crap, but hey. Maybe that's maybe my lack of drive in that aspect is why I don't have a couple mil in the bank. That's kind of what the article says. It says these people are basically addicted to money like alcoholics are addicted to booze. And I'll take the booze. More fun. uh, I know. Well, I need the booze to think about all the billionaires and the millionaires that (laughs) I'm never going to be. And I love this. Limitless opportunity, extreme isolation. They already own the present. What else is left but to buy tomorrow? And the tomorrow after that, suddenly the fetish of the super rich for space tourism starts to make sense. Well, that's exactly like that uh, article that we talked about a couple shows ago about uh, Amazon and Bezos said. So Mm -hmm. I guess there's some truth to this. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a kind of a follow-up since we have been asking this question. Why don't these guys just retire and mm-hmm. give their money away? And in some of the 
interesting things in here that I think that if they had a little bit of like one little ounce of introspection bone in them, mm-hmm. they would realize that, you know, they're, they're all freaked out right now because the market's going to crash because every they've got all the money. Nobody <laughs> else can survive anymore. And they're like, oh, how can we stockpile our wealth? Should I get bullion? I'm like, well, <laughs> they get they get gold bullion while the rest of us are hoarding bullion cubes <laughs> so we can make soup out of the raccoons that we have to trap in our backyard when the market crashes again. And I'm like, guys, just give your money back to everybody so we can just keep the cycle going. Come on. Yes. If you pay your employees better, they can continue to buy the products. Exactly. That's Come on. The, it's that's a- the way this has worked for many, many years now. Yeah, it's a self-sustaining system if you don't try and hack it and just keep all the money for yourself, which you don't need. Yep. And on that note, I have been, it's it's what, October 18th. So September, since September 1st, I have been, I think you could call it uh, underemployed. <laughs> since I, I've so, been underemployed for six years. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't, I didn't marry up. <laughs> Bam Bam's not bringing in that kibble money like she was supposed to. Right. I left the Jordan Harbinger show. It was an amicable split and I still do some stuff with them, but I had job opportunities that I just said no to because I'm like, you know what? That's not what I want to do. And I'm like, I'm just going to kind of take a break, you know? And then what happens is going to happen. And the first couple of weeks tough. Cause I'm like, I was used to working an extra 50 hour hours a week. And I'm like, okay, well I don't have to do that anymore. What do I do with myself? And it's gone on now for, you know, it's coming up on two months. And Interesting thing happened. I just, uh, you know, we're thinking about how these rich people need to keep stockpiling their money. I'm like, I have found myself profoundly happier, basically, if I just make my nut. And I'm not, like, striving to become the next podcasting millionaire, even though that would be nice. Patreon.com slash GOG. But, (laughs) you know, just taking a break and slowing down quite a bit, not having so many inputs... And just kind of chill. It has been just amazing. Just stepping out of the rat race for just a little bit has been so peaceful and so calming. I'm still a grumpy old geek. Don't get me wrong. There, I think these people <laughs> should give all their fucking money back so I can have some. But uh, surprisingly, it's like anxiety is not there that I thought it was always going to be. It's like, okay, we keep doing this stuff over and over. We keep making ourselves miserable, doing these commutes, doing these drives, making everything go, staying up till seven, you know, eight, nine, ten at night, just doing work, waiting for the next Slack message, waiting for the next email. I'm like, I still find myself checking email way too often, even though I know nothing's going to be there. Just spam. (laughs) Yeah, lots of spam. Uh, But it's like, wow, all of the things that I thought were going to happen didn't. And, you know, it's like, what is the, the, the old Mark Twain quote, you know, uh, I, I've had a great many troubles in my life and most of them have never happened. Right. <laughs> so, you know, take a step back every now and again, do you, you're, you're in a position where you can breathe too. So I, I take advantage of it when you can. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked multiple times about, about that study and, and there've been subsequent follow-up studies that have kind of shown the same thing that happiness and finances, uh, and, and income levels are a bell curve. Uh, and you really don't need that much money to be happy. And once you get past a certain amount of that money, you start to be, become less happy. So there, there's a just live your life, people. Be be happy. <laughs> the other thing that having no money is really good for is not spending a lot of money on Amazon stuff, which I, you know, I am notorious for doing. But it also <laughs> helps with that guilt of like, you know, we make fun of Amazon all the time, how they're taking over the world and they're going to eat everybody's lunch. Well, 
you know, we should step back and not give them so much of our money. Well, it's kind of not an option now to give them any more of my money because they kept it all. So it's like, I, I feel better. I don't spend that much money on Amazon, so I'm not feeding the beast that we talk about all the time. And wow, it's like, once you just take a little step back, it's amazing how many things change. Hmm. Speaking of that, I should probably order my lunch on Amazon. In the news. Well, the Zuck is on a transparency tour. I'm not sure what that means entirely, and neither can anybody else, because he just did a big live stream of his social media company's normally closed Q&As, and he did a big talk at Georgetown University about the company's decisions not to ban outright false political ads and about free speech in general. And uh, according to every article I've read about this, nobody can figure out if he actually said anything or not. Yeah, <laughs> well... <laughs> Here's one. I can tell you one thing that he said that basically everybody was scratching their head with. Mm -hmm. When he basically started off the speech, he rewrote history. I, I did see that. Yes. I remember <laughs> feeling that if more people had a voice to share their experiences, maybe things would have gone differently. And, and it's like, I didn't. No, 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 no. And this was like talking about the Iraq war and the students at Harvard mm -hmm. and all this. I'm like, no, dude, we all know. The it would Facebook have been called the protest book if you would have done that. Not the Facebook. It is called the Facebook because you mind face pictures of all the female students at school. And That's put in a rating was. system. So. <laughs> and put in a rating system. I don't think there was any discussion about Iraq on that site. No, you ripped off hot or not. That's it. <laughs> That's all it was. You just took everybody. That's insane that these, I, I bet you he actually probably believes that in his oh, own I, mind yeah. now that this totally. is what happened. Yeah. It's insane. A absolutely yeah. fucking insane. He's huffed his own glue so damn much <laughs> that he actually believes his own PR. It's like, wow, you have the balls to get up there and say that when we all have seen the social network. Yes. And even though a lot of that movie was, you know, bullshit, uh, the Facebook in the beginning was exactly how it was portrayed. Mm -hmm. I want to rate my my classmates. That was it. So, yeah, yeah, you little lion sack of shit. <laughs> but I, I love the transparency tour. Remember when he went on a tour like was it two years ago where he drove nice. around America to meet the the unwashed masses? Yep. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is a little bit more of that. Well, well, I'm sure, you know, he wanted to discuss the Iraq situation with them. <laughs> exactly. How are we doing over there? Is Kuwait okay? Is it, you know, we're really worried about Kuwait. The funny part about this whole transparency thing is, you know, he's pushing for less transparency because he's, you know, pushing for the end-to-end -end encryption messaging that they want to roll out on Facebook that everybody's got their panties in a bunch about in law enforcement. Everybody else is like, hey, okay. Um it's never going to happen because you can't even get delete my delete my email working. Right. So, but a lot of people are saying, well, it's going to be harder for us to to uh, handle child exploitation on your platform if everything's encrypted and we can't see the messages. Mm -hmm. And Zuckerberg comes back and basically says, well, by the time you're reading the messages, the you know, the cows have left the barn. So we're going to work on more ways to prevent this from happening from the get go. Which I think is smart, actually. It's like, okay, we're going to put in things that say, hang on, let me, let me rephrase that before I go down that road. <laughs> it's smart and up to a point. Uh, what he's saying is we want to look at profiles that have people who are older talking to multiple minors who they have no connection with and trying to message them and blah, blah, blah. Well, 
That's assuming that somebody actually states their actual age on Facebook, <laughs> which yes. is a pretty easy thing to not do. I'm, okay, I'm 15. I live down the street. Where are you from? Okay, let me do a little uh, ASL. Do a little recon on you. Exactly. <laughs> figure figure out what's what. Let me tailor my profile uh, to you, and then I'm going to go after you. Uh, yeah, they kind of you know skip that one in there in in, in his uh, grand master plan. Right. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but at least you know at least come out and say, oh, our platform doesn't actually have real names. Anybody can make a profile in ten minutes, populate it with a bunch of fake data, and then go out and swing an election or get a twelve year old to take her top off. So. You know, that's really like the the giant hole in the, the border wall of Facebook and child protection. Right, right. Well, just saying. That's just all I'm saying. saying. So we've been screaming about how the platform excuse is getting pretty stale as, as these companies become bigger and bigger and take over more and more of the bandwidth and air that we breathe in our society. And it's always refreshing when when learned people seem to come back to our way of thinking and talk about it as well. Uh, there's a link in our show notes to an article over at Slate, which is uh, taken from testimony from Danielle Citrone, who is a professor of law at uh, Boston University. And she writes about privacy, free speech, and uh, civil procedure often. So she gave testimony to the House Energy and Commerce Committee that basically says what we've been saying all along. Enough is enough. They cannot get away with the platform excuse anymore they these companies need to start policing their own platforms and if they're not going to do it then somebody else has to yeah because a lot of the the confusion that has been going around about this you know about section 230 of the communications decency act yeah this goes back to the CompuServe prodigy lawsuits way back in the day and a lot of this stuff was written in to say hey look here's the deal we're going to give you guys the ability to monitor your platform, edit your platform, and take down egregious content without having the ramifications of getting sued out of existence almost, which is like what happened to Prodigy. Mm -hmm. But they haven't taken advantage of that for the most part. They've kind of skirted it. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, but we, we can do it, but should we? And all this stuff. And they're like, no, no, no. The whole point of us giving you this on a fucking golden platter was that we want you to make sure your platforms are safe. Very similar to the airwaves and the radio. You know, they the government gave those those the bandwidth, but the, there are some laws and some things that you need to self-regulate and do in exchange for getting that. That it's no different, really. It's well, okay, it's mild, different. mildly different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not go down that road. But yes, but still, the the fact is, it's like okay, there's free speech, and then there's free speech. You know, is it is it is it like free as in beer? But no, it uh, they need to really either uh, see. And, and this goes back to something that we've always talked about, which really drives me a little bit mad. Is we talk about the algorithms mm -hmm. and how everything is algorithmically driven now. Yes, and they have so many algorithms to tell me exactly what I should be looking at that day. And, but they don't, they, they just won't go to the extra step of filtering that content for something that might be harmful or abusive because it might sell an ad. Um, you know, part of me is like, okay, just give me the, give me the stream. Just give it to me the way I always wanted it, which is, you know, yep. just give me a timeline timeline and I'll figure it out. 
it's it's this weird fucking hybrid that that we've all come to live with now. It's like, okay, I go to a thing, I see some stuff, and it's what you want me to see. Mm-hmm. I would like it unfiltered to the point where <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. This is I'm having a hard time trying to articulate this because it's like, okay, I want them to monitor for nasty content. Yes, and then but and then everything else I want unfiltered. Yes, you know. Yeah. So where where does that needle fall on on that scale of what they should be pulling, what they shouldn't be pulling, and how they deliver it? It is a it's a complicated issue because then it, it comes is complicated, back to, but uh, yeah. to a certain degree, you know, we can we can argue and and quibble about the specifics on it all we want. the The reality though is that Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and etc. all have existing terms of service. They have created rules they're just not enforcing them across the board and they're not enforcing them at all in some cases right yeah like the, yeah we there well, is content sure. that should be pulled from our streams at all times basically every single fucking tweet from our president but we choose <laughs> not to do it mm-hmm. right that's the problem that's the real problem here brian it's in the public interest you can't right, do that whatever such a yes, shit. public figure <laughs> <laughs> what's this have you seen this new bullshit where you can't retweet shit from on twitter from politicians who basically lie and say things that are outside the terms i'm just like why don't you just or you just pull those tweets <laughs> like you would yeah. to say me if i did it brian you're just not culturally relevant enough i'm apparently sorry apparently not apparently not <laughs> yeah yeah. And, you know, the, when you were bringing this up about the algorithms again, it, it just really gets under my skin. We've talked about it a couple times about how we just want our straight timeline. And and I think one of the biggest changes in the Internet from, from when you and I started, one of the coolest things was the customization aspect, right? Like we love to be able to customize stuff and we could make things, dial things in exactly the way that we wanted them. And that's been taken away from us and been replaced by what they want. And that is a cultural change in the internet that took place very slowly, but now we're totally screwed. We do not get to customize things the way we want. We only get it the way the the companies want it to come. And that's becoming really annoying, and I, I know I mentioned this before on the show, with my kid, because as I launch these different apps to get these different shows that he wants to see, I, I should be able to customize my homepage on those apps so I only see the shows that I want my kid to see. Mm-hmm. But instead, I get pushed what they want, which is why I'm fucking stuck in Paw Patrol hell now. I never wanted my kid to see Paw Patrol, but mm-hmm. they shoved it at me every time I launched the apps, and eventually he wanted to start seeing it, and that's where I'm at now. Like, I can't even control the TV my kid gets to see because they control it. It's so annoying. It is. I mean, but here's that, that's the great trade-off. It's their platform. And you're using their platform. Yep. And it's, you know, if you don't like how the platform works... Then you got to go to Sweden. You have the right... Yeah, you have the right to walk away. You have the right to walk away and buy the shows that your kid wants to see or that you want your kid to see. Right. That's... I mean, that is just the great trade-off. It's... Well, you you know, I can go onto Amazon and buy it, but Amazon also pushes shows on those pages. I can't go directly to purchase shows page. I have to go into through their homepage and guess what, you know... Everything's yeah. being advertised to me there. I do miss all of the customization stuff that we used to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I think this all started really when MySpace 
went away. Because you look at MySpace. MySpace was really the last big, yeah. quote-unquote, platform yep. where you could make Twinkly your stars. own. <laughs> Ugly as shit Ugly if you wanted shit. to. Now, but, do, do we blame mobile? Because that's a big part of it. One of the main reasons yeah. that Facebook looks the way it does is they were mobile first. I think they were just like, hey, look, they, you know what they were used to? There were kids that were coming up when MySpace was there, and they said, MySpace is ugly. We want a clean interface. Mm -hmm. And it was a breath of fresh air, honestly, when Facebook first came out with just, okay, everybody gets the same interface. Yeah. And, you know, half of me was just like, well, that's really fucking lazy. But then the other half of me was like, well, thank God I don't see all horrible. these animated. Exactly. I can actually read the text because somebody didn't put it in blink mode. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, not everybody's a web designer or a designer or even has taste. Yeah. So but and I would argue that Facebook doesn't have taste or decent designers because I've never liked the fight. The Facebook Zuckerberg interface. blue. Zucker blue. That's right. Zucker blue. All right. We've so, been on a hell of a tangent. Should we get back to the news? I guess we should, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I miss I miss that old customization days. I, I, so, I think it's it, it's it's a big part of where we've gone wrong on the internet. And again, like like we you were saying, and like I was saying, it, it was a cultural shift from be, being able to you know choose our own landscape and our and what our eyeballs saw to, to the companies now doing it for us, and we don't get a choice anymore, and it's horrible. And in the old days, you and I would just like, you know, grab the APIs, pull our feeds, and then write our own front page to it. But nowadays, nobody's even giving you decent API access because <laughs> all of the nasty bot people have screwed it for everybody. Yep. Okay, uh, moving on. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Netflix has missed its subscriber numbers again for the Speaking second consecutive of, uh, quarter. <laughs> Speaking of a, a page an interface that doesn't let you, yes, exactly. Uh, they've added 6.8 million subscribers in the third quarter instead of the 7 million it expected. Really, that's not yeah, 200,000. Jeez, come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's the way our you know shareholder value works. Uh, they expected to add 800,000 subscribers in the U.S. and 6.2 million in the rest of the world. Instead, added 500,000 here and 6.3 million internationally. They blamed the domestic miss on a price hike, which has led to slower U.S. membership growth. I blame it on the fact that all they really have is Stranger Things at this point and a lot of bad comedy specials. But, you know, so we're going to see what happens because it's not good for them to have these kind of numbers drop before all their competitors come to market, which they all are soon. Apple TV, which I don't see as being too much of a competitor, but we'll see what they roll out with, is coming on November 1st. The What I'm calling the Netflix killer, Disney Plus, will be two weeks after that. And I do think it's time for me to sell my Netflix stock because I don't see... I don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, there's a lot of interesting articles out there. Like I'll have a link in the show notes to one over at Fatherly, which asks why fam or says why families will ditch Netflix by 2020, and it's Disney. It's just Disney has. If you've got a kid, you want Disney Plus. You don't want you don't want Netflix. And how many streaming packages is any family going to be willing to pay for? Probably just one. And Disney's right. going to give you a hell of a lot. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're coming out of the gate swinging. And yep. don't forget Quibi or whatever the hell that one is. The three is that minute. the one? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like the short one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not going to do shit. Well, they just made a deal with T-Mobile to be like, you know, basically zero rating, I think, on their platform. Right. Thank you. Thank you, net neutrality going bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm keeping Netflix because I like it. I like the comedy specials. Most of the stuff I watch is either on Netflix or HBO. And I would like to point out with all of this talk, 
about all the streaming services and, you know, the, the Great Wars, Apple and Disney and Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know what? Nobody ever, ever mentions what Hulu. Oh, well, Hulu's, yeah, you never see Hulu anywhere. Well, Hulu is going to be packaged as part of the big Disney Plus thing. You can either get Disney Plus Basic, or you can, which is like six bucks a month, or you can pay ten and you get ESPN, Hulu, Disney, blah blah blah. That's why it's really going to kill Netflix. Well, I mean, I get Hulu for free right now because I pay for Spotify. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. And I saw today when I was doing my updates on my Xbox because I have to go in every you know couple of weeks and update my Xbox in case I want to actually play it, and not wait four hours. Uh, you can now like there's a there's a gaming package on the Xbox that you can pay for where you can get a bunch of games, you know, subscription service. Mm-hmm. And of course, that also, if you want, comes with Hulu. It's like Hulu is just an add on nowadays. Yeah, it and really is. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing really on it besides Mash, Mash. <laughs> and, you know, some some TV shows that come out, you know, later than they should. I can get it from Sweden faster or just put it on my DVR. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you going to do? I love this one. Let's get back to some some other tech news here. Amazon's customer business says bye bye to Oracle databases and they move to AWS. Make sure you lock those buckets. Lock those by that's true. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I really don't care about Oracle. I hate Oracle. Uh, Larry Ellison is just a twat nugget. So it always surprises me how big a company Oracle actually is. Cause when you just look at it on paper, you're like, how they can't be that big, but they're massive. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Oracle databases are incredible pieces of technology, Yeah, but they cost a bloody fortune <laughs> and just the manpower to keep them updated and running, yeah. which is what, you know, Amazon was saying. It's like, we're spending more just to keep the disk spinning than we are on the actual <laughs> databases. So they moved everything over. And here's the part that the, the main reason I threw this in here is because Amazon migrated 75 petabytes of data Jeez. from 7,500 Oracle databases. 75 petabytes. That's like that's, that's like a brain. It's Bezos' that, that, brain. <laughs> really? He's, he's been uploaded. Get him out of if Oracle. You, if you want to know how much tracking that Amazon is doing 75 petabytes? My God. And, you know, this probably isn't even the big stuff. This yeah. is just the the you know the edge cases for all the different divisions in Amazon. This isn't like the main tracking on what you bought. This isn't the big data. This is like you know the <laughs> medium data. Yeah, seventy five petabytes is just I, that's a mind boggling amount of fucking data on everybody that shopped on Amazon. Even if you, I would just like to know what the size of the catalog on Amazon is with you know the. The images, right? Give me, just give me that. Just, I guarantee just what's you, available to buy. Yeah, I guarantee you, it doesn't even come close to a petabyte. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a. That's I don't a know. Lot. I don't know, man. I think it might just because uh, every product's name is now seven thousand characters long. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's why they actually had to make the move because the text field in, in yes, the Oracle everything database is wasn't big enough. Soccer ball, black, white, round, in the shape of a ball. You can kick it. Black soccer ball. Air not included. (laughs) This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by Hover. Building your online brand has never been more important, and your online identity begins with your domain name. It's the foundation, the rock, the center of your digital persona. Where do you want to send people? Do you want to send them some crappy AOL site, something from GeoCities, LiveJournal, Facebook? Come on, you don't want that. You want your own domain. That's why you need Hover. 
Buying a domain name for yourself and your passions is the first and biggest step to building your personal brand online. Your domain name tells your online community who you are and what you're passionate about. And look, web hosts and websites, they evolve. Everybody changes. Things change. You don't want your domain tied to your website host. You just don't. You want to be able to pick up and move whenever you want. That's why Hover is key. They are a standalone registrar, so anytime you want to pick up and move your website, it's just a few clicks. And I tell you what, their DNS dashboard is great. You just go in, set a couple records, and boom. And that's not even the best part, because right now they have Hover Connect, which allows you to connect your domain name to a ton of website builders with just a few simple clicks. You don't even have to set up anything. It's just it, they do it for you. They've got no upsells, a totally clean user interface, best-in-class customer support. You call, they pick up the phone. They're Canadian. They know no other way. And you can get a personalized email address that matches your domain and further supports your online identity. And also, free who is privacy. You show me another registrar that gives you that out of the gate. I There aren't very many of them out there, but Hover is the best one. Free who is privacy is clutch. And they've got 400 domain name extensions to choose from, including all the classics, but they've got a ton of fun niche extensions. I just got jpd.productions. That is cool. I don't have to go with .com and fight the unwashed masses to get my .com anymore. I can pick something that actually represents who I am. So get started today and go over to hover.com slash GOG and get 10% off of your first purchase. That's hover.com slash GOG to get your awesome domain today and get 10% off your first purchase. And I'm telling you right now, I love the GOG fans. Everybody's picking up domain names through Hover. We are getting great feedback from them, and they're like, we, we, we've never seen a response like this. So you guys are killing it. Keep doing it. Go get your domain. It's cheap. It is easy. And when you do it with Hover, you are just going to be happy. I know most people have been burned by old registrars, like I'm not even going to name them because it might resurrect them from the dead and they will haunt me to the end of my days. But Hover is the best. Hover.com slash GOG, 10% off your first purchase. Support for Grumpy Old Geeks comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. It's happened to every guy I know. You have a hot date for the first time in a while, and you realize that your nether region looks like a post-apocalyptic nightmare jungle scene. You only have a few minutes to trim up before you have to dash to the club to meet your date, so what do you do? You grab the closest thing with a blade and hurriedly try to wrangle that monster from down under. That is, until you feel that little snip too far. Then it's a horror scene from a Rob Zombie film, and you know your boys will be sitting on the bench tonight. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty, guys. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with code GOG at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GOG. Your balls will thank you. Security? Ha! We're back this week with Dave Bittner from the CyberWire podcast. The CyberWire is a free, community-driven cybersecurity news service based in Maryland. Dave is also the co-host of the Hacking Humans podcast, along with Joe Kerrigan, where they take on social engineering. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's nice, uh, fun to be back. 
Hey, we got some rain last week. That was exciting. We got some hard rain. How's it going out there? Are you guys still on fire or what's up? No, nope, no, nope, we're good. We're good. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I got for some now. Wind, wind to cl- to clear out the, all the smoky smell. Yes, it's quite, been quite pleasant this week. <laughs> okay, well, good. Yeah, scrubbing good. the ash off the car has not been great, but uh, oh wow, hmm. yes, I do have to say condolences on uh, losing Elijah Cummings, though. Yes, yes, yes. He was a dear, dear man. Uh, I did uh, have the privilege of meeting him a few times, and uh, he was the real deal. He was uh, to me. He represented uh, a public servant rather than a politician. Ah, yes. Um, and uh what's yeah. that <laughs> well uh, i guess uh, i was about to say a dying breed but that that's yes too soon for the jokes yeah, too that soon. are now coming <laughs> then i caught myself and i said it anyway but um <laughs> yeah uh just uh old school uh, great guy and uh he's certainly going to be missed around here and also on the national stage so yeah. thank you very Definitely. much so we've got a little follow-up yeah, Zappos is back in the news because mm-hmm. they finally settled the 2012 uh, data breach. That they timely. Had. timely, can't rush these things. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's right. Yeah, everybody's going to get a free pair of Reebok pumps. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Not even. No, you just get 10 percent off a pair. <laughs> I got the email last night and I was pissed. It off. is infuriating. I mean, yes, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. I'm definitely part of this breach. I got a lot of pair of shoes from Zappos. I've been using them yep. for a long time. I'm wearing this, mine right now. <laughs> this is infuriating that they can get away with this. That 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 the settlement involves involves us giving them more money. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have to give them money to to save. I get more. Look, ten percent. I get more discounts from Zappos in my email inbox every week yeah. than this. Well, that was that was my initial thought, was that everyone at Zappos is so nice that if you called them up and just asked for 10%, they'd give it to you. They would. Absolutely. They would. <laughs> yeah, actually, they'd probably give you 20%. Right. Just for right. calling. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, a, this, is, this is the system gone insane. This is ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially since the lawyers are going to make $1.6 million in cold, hard cash. And I, I guarantee those Italian loafers that they're going to be wearing around are not going to be coming from Zappos. <laughs> that seems to be the, the message with all these class action suits, isn't it? That the, the folks who really make out are the lawyers. And yeah. more and more, it seems like the companies themselves are getting barely slapped on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It is I wonder ridiculous. what kind of reform so... we could see with these sorts of things. It seems hard co- in today's environment where it seems like things are sort of stacked in favor of the big companies. Uh, hard to imagine any meaningful reform on this, but it is difficult. But uh, we have at least uh, two people running for president that are all about this sort of thing and reforming these sorts of things. So that's we'll true. See. Yeah, we'll that's see. true. Mm-hmm. Well, until then, go. Spend your credit. <laughs> you can. Yeah, yeah, I can. I, I, it's it's shocking to me that that they were able to get away with this. I mean, of course, I'm going to take advantage of it, but you know, <laughs> right? You're not you're not so upset that you're not going to use it, but <laughs> you're not going to take your money elsewhere. I mean, you're you going to spend money with them anyway. So. I'm not going to like go to a store to get a pair of shoes. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not an animal. Oh, you're just, no. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> Yeah. Well, there still is a final approval hearing that's coming up. So if you want to fly out there and really make a stink about it to get that $2, then uh, <laughs> by all means, feel free to. 
Two dollars. Mm. God, you're getting cheap shoes. <laughs> Step it up a little, Jay. No wonder you fall and break your leg all the time. I don't have to go anywhere, man. These Crocs are comfy. Hasn't anybody mm. ever told you that? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I upgraded Uggs because winter's coming. Oh, Ugg boots. Yeah. <laughs> No, thank you. No, thank you. I just still I still look at all the girls in L.A. that wear Uggs, and there are a lot of them, generally with the juicy on the butt with the tramp stamp hanging out on the back. And you got to think, in the middle of summer, wearing Ugg boots, how bad do those feet smell? <laughs> oh, those Man. girls don't smell. Those girls smell like roses. That's right. <laughs> no, yeah. they smell like juicy fruit because they're on their way to the strip club. It's not sweat. <laughs> it's glistening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Dave, you and I were talking last week about maybe there being a system where all of our security cameras can talk to each other, and then we have one unified system, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the world is a much better place. And that system can talk to the police without your approval. <laughs> yeah. that, that was part of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Nest is actually going the opposite direction. And they're going to start pulling back access for a lot of companies that they're going to be dealing with for you know, their devices and the other devices access to them because they don't want a Cambridge Analytica moment, which mm-hmm. is you know, probably going to come anyway. But they're <laughs> they're they're going to try and actually, you know, vet their partners who want to connect to their devices. So it's a concept. What a they're, concept. They're kind of going the the Apple model, right? We control everything. We have it all locked down. We, we don't want third party people doing stuff. Well, it's no, it's a, you can be a third party and access their devices, but they just have to, they dictate the terms of the interaction and they're going to be a little bit more hands on. Well, that's with a good thing. Allowing people to come through. Yeah. But I, I see this as something that is going to kind of put any kind of kibosh on, you know, a global system that you and I were talking about, Dave, even though I, I, I was on the lines that I don't think it's ever going to happen because these people can't talk to each other, but I, I see this as kind of backing that up and everybody's going to start pulling, pulling in to themselves a little bit more. Right. I I suppose the, the unspoken subtext of this article is, so what was going on before they decided decided to make this change and what prompted them to do that? And like you say, I mean, Cambridge Analytica didn't just happen. So this, yeah, I don't know. It's, well, they canceled their, their, they had their first interoperability, like works with Nest program that was going on, but they canceled that in May. So, you know, they've, they've been thinking about this for a while going, uh, anybody look at our agreements with these guys? Cause mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we've been leaking data like a sieve. So maybe, maybe somebody smart over at Nest finally came back and said, Hey guys, let's like kind of lock this down a little bit. Yeah, I wonder what ability they have to claw that back retroactively. Well, if <laughs> once it's on the internet, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, uh, I put this story in here uh, this week. You know, it has come up countless times with the three of us that no one ever goes to jail. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and uh, we have, we're, we're frustrated by that. There's an article here from uh, NBC News, and the title is Jail Time for Tech Execs. A Democratic senator is proposing it, and it's uh, Senator Ron Wyden, who is a Democrat from Oregon. He's uh, uh, very big on the tech stuff. Yeah, he, is, he shows he up is. in just about every article we have where there's a senator. Yep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and basically what he's doing is proposing that tech companies have to provide 
uh, a a for fee version of their sites. And Brian, this is exactly what you've been talking mm-hmm. about for forever. Yep, uh, they have to offer a version of this that that has privacy features. Um, also interesting that they'd say the fee would be waived for low income people. I think that's appropriate. I think that that's very good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, Makes sense. So smart. We'll Never going to happen. If this goes anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever going to happen, but I do love it. Uh, the other thing that I thought really interesting is that it will actually create criminal penalties for up to 20 year prison sentences for uh, senior corporate executives who lied to the FTC, which is something mm. most of them have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to see we're going to see a new uh, title in the C-suite. It's going to be uh, CSL. The chief sacrificial lamb. So that's going to be the one person that comes in. <laughs> right. Like, look, right. It's if, a guy who's he's got a rap sheet a mile long already. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look, we're going to take care of your family. I'm Everything's going to be for okay. Hire. Right. That's right. It. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's pissed off for being out of the joint, and he's just looking yeah. for a reason to get back in there. And he just yeah, he wants to go back to his three hots in a cot, and he's just like, oh man, this life on the outside, you and your fucking yeah. Teslas, man. We don't want to be around you guys. Right, Put me back right. on the block. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Wyden funny. always seems to have some pretty good ideas. None of them ever seem to come to fruition. So we'll but see. But ba- back to what you said before, though, Brian. I mean, uh, we have a couple of presidential candidates who would be on board with this sort of thing. So well, I wonder yeah, if there's any uh, momentum. I think it's safe to say everybody over at, at Facebook will not be voting for Elizabeth Warren at the moment. But, uh, you know, we'll <laughs> see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're actively moving those little slider bars to. <laughs> Funny, to I haven't seen of any of running. her campaign ads on Facebook. Mm. Mm. Did you see the thing? Speaking of all this, did you see the thing um, where uh, Zuckerberg spoke to? I think it was Georgetown University. Yes, we talked uh, about it a little bit day? earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So you guys covered that, and what what I, what uh, struck me was uh, how he's kind of retconning the origin <laughs> story. Did you touch on that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't. I won't. I won't rehash it. I'll. Uh, I'll enjoy that when it. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. To, I'll. I'll hang up and listen over the air. Uh, <laughs> uh, but do you have an opinion? I think it's absurd. Yes. It's, we, we we use I some stronger words. <laughs> I think it's absurd, and I think it's despicable. I think. No. Uh, and and I hope. I hope to hell he doesn't get away with it. Let me. The, Posit the question that I that I came up with uh, as well. Now you can answer. I do you think he actually believes it? Now do you think he has convinced himself that this is the origin story? Mm, that is an interesting question. Because we all boy. know how the brain works and how we kind of over time change things and 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 meanings and and we, we're not reliable yeah. to remember no. things. However, no. this is so thoroughly documented. That- right, right. There's been major Hollywood movies about it. And- <laughs> That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of movies, though, when I think about this, you know, I, I can see like before he went in front of Congress and did his testimony and he had his training from his PR team and all of that stuff. I, I envision Zuckerberg in kind of a clockwork orange scenario where they they, they keep his eyeballs open and they just show him the history of Facebook that they want to promote. You talked and about maybe... Iraq. It was a forum for political unrest. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It, and, it know, was not hot or not. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he's been brainwashed by his PR department so thoroughly. And I don't know. I just find him to be 
sort of impenetrable when it comes to trying to get a bead on any any sort of authentic personality in there. Because he's a robot from the future. I, it very well could be. I, I, yeah. and I and I consider myself a you know pretty good judge of character. You know, usually I can get a sense for someone, but I him I just can't get anything real out of him. Yeah. No, his his face is like a lump of wet pasta. There's just no emotion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I think a clockwork Zuckerberg blue would be, you know, <laughs> how I was thinking of it. But he could be the Zuckinator coming back in time. <laughs> right. Coming back in time to change the past. So maybe in the new future, after he's taken over the world, he's back to change the timeline. And in the original timeline, or maybe it's a Berenstain Bear type of thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. If we fire up the uh, the Wayback Machine on the internet, we'll find out that, that there was actually a hotbed of political dis- discussion on the first Facebook now. <laughs> We're just in a different time. The three of us have been moved to a different timeline. <laughs> Wouldn't that be strange if if, uh, only the three of us had any recollection that it all started out as a hot or not thing? All of our (laughs) searches started coming up and people started writing in and saying, what are you guys talking about? It's all... Actually, I shouldn't give our listeners any ideas. (laughs) (laughs) It'll totally gaslight us. (laughs) That's true. Jesus. Like, things aren't... (laughs) Things aren't bad enough right now. Right, exactly. We're not being said, gaslit on a daily basis just no. reading the news, but okay. I said this on the Cyberwire last week because what we all need is just a little more low-level anxiety in our lives. Yes. <laughs> or did you say it last week? Oh, God. <laughs> you have to go back and listen to those old episodes just to make sure. Mm-hmm. If all they right. exist. Well, here's something we talk about all the time, or do we? Uh, Harry Potter, (laughs) Wizards Unite, and Pokemon Go have been tracking their users' locations. This is not surprising, given that the whole game is based on where you're walking around at. However, what they've discovered, this company called Kotaku, I believe, has revealed that they're gathering a surprisingly large amount of data, including probably location records taken. They found location records being taken every hour, so that is also assuming when users were not playing. Mm-hmm. Whoops. So they blame they know this. where you live. Yes. Mm-hmm. They blame this nonstop data collection on a bug in the Android version that they have now fixed. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. All right. It, <laughs> interestingly, that I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't really know um, much about what you can dial in on the Android side of things in terms of loc- uh, location data, whether granting apps permission to have location data. Do either of you guys have any sense for that? It's Android. They can take whatever they want. <laughs> we all know this. Come on. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, have I, ask, I'll have to ask Joe Kerrigan about it. He's an Android user, and I, I don't know if you can... And you, I suspect you could probably enable it app by app, but I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, believe I'm sure you, you can. can. Uh, yeah. So. I don't want to have to exhume the corpse of my Android phone to find out. But the out. problem with these sorts of games, of course, is that if you turn it off or switch it off, you can't play the game. So right. there, there's a presumption that you're only t- taking... The, the data and the details that you need and obviously that was not happening right right well and ios has that option of tracking your location only while you're using the app yeah exactly which seems to be handy for this sort of thing and i yep. love now in ios 13 where it, it actually tells you it's like oh this app has tried to use your location this amount of times in the past week would you yep. like mm-hmm. to keep using it or would you like to change your setting and i'm like 
no, Dark Sky needs to see where I'm at, so you're good there. And yeah. uh, I don't have the Facebook app, so I don't know how many times that's gone. But have you have you had that pop-up, Brian, from Facebook oh, yes. yet? Always for Facebook. How many times? Uh, I think one time it was 120. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, you yeah. know, I haven't seen that yet on my phone. Really? And I think... I'm, on the, I'm on the latest version, and I have not seen that particular pop-up. Interesting. I definitely yeah. have, but uh, maybe you have better security settings on yours than I did. <laughs> or worse. Or I don't worse. Know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of bad security, the Samsung Galaxy S10 fingerprint reader has been a bit of a problem. Uh, apparently, you could lock it with a 3D printed fingerprint at any point in time, but recently a buyer discovered that if you install a third party screen protector, anybody's finger can unlock the phone. Mm hmm. Whoops. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> and their solution, I, of course, is uh, basically don't use third-party products. Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. How could this have made it through testing? It's not that anyone ever uses a third-party screen protector on their phone. Yeah, I don't know how that made it through either. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think, does it sort of, does it blur the fingerprint to the reader and... It has to do with, it has to do with, um, oh God, I thought it was like ultrasonics. Like it was like... The oh. way the way that it was bouncing off to get the the actual print off of it, and the the protector interfered with that in some way, shape, or form. But do you think huh. the default would be don't unlock? Exactly, not... <laughs> that's what you think. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. When in doubt, just unlock it. It's fine. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So you're well, going to see a also... bunch of phone thieves with like uh, gloves that have just like they, they cut out fingerprint size versions of these, uh, the screen, you know, screen, screen protectors, protectors and just wear them on a glove and just go, hey, thanks for your phone, buddy. <laughs> Preesh, oh, yeah. Preesh. That's a good idea. Boy, I like the way you think, Jason. Jason That's always right. thinks like a criminal. <laughs> it's exciting and yet terrifying. <laughs> Isn't it? Well, uh, yeah. I also I, I, like I got another one night. for you. Never, never carry spark plugs and a square barreled flathead screwdriver in your car because those are considered uh car thief tools and you can get arrested just for having them in your car what not in yeah. maryland i probably <laughs> probably in maryland <laughs> yeah because what you do is you take you take the spark plugs you smash yeah. them so you get, you get the handful of ceramics those yeah. ceramics will break any car window because the density of the ceramics is higher than that and the square barreled flathead screwdrivers, and I think it's cars like, you know, anything built in the 80s and below, you just mm -hmm. jam that in the ignition and twist it and it will start the car. I went through I went oh. through some some urban escape and evasion training a long time ago and before these we are all one get of the things. too worried about Jason and his criminal proclivities uh Dave later on in the show you'll hear a story, a story about how he stunned himself with his own stun stick. That's <laughs> true. Yes. One, one doesn't need to worry too much about these things. Right. Yes, that's coming up on that's yeah. coming up on apps and doodads next. So yeah. please stick around for that story. Gee, I, I wonder what this tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was even dumber than that. All right, oh, but we'll all look forward to that. <laughs> so the Justice Department has taken down the world's largest child exploitation site on the dark web. Okay, yep. and this is uh, this site contained more than two hundred fifty thousand unique videos, oh, eight Jesus. terabytes of data. And, uh, yes, this was uh, Jong Woo Sun. He was 23 years old. He was already in jail, serving an 18-month prison sentence in South Korea. And uh, turns out they got him 
Because, well, somebody had the beautiful idea of viewing the source on the webpage where he leaked the IP address. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does, you know, we always say criminals are dumb, but that is like over the top dumb. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was not a small operation. No. Um, and they've uh, they've arrested uh, dozens of other people all over the world. So this was a, this I, this is a big win for international law enforcement. They got them partially also because of uh, being able to track their Bitcoin exchanges, their payments. Wait, right. are you saying Bitcoin, the anonymous cryptocurrency, is not anonymous? That is what I am saying. Well, that's that's what the Shocking. IRS was saying anyway. So, uh, yeah. Um, the, the really heartbreaking part about this is that, um, there were active abuses going on with this group that they have, you know, they discovered and shut down. So, um, you know, you, your heart goes out for, uh, all those kids and yep. their families and hope that, um, they, uh, have the opportunity to heal. Yes. And it, but it, on a good note, at least 23 minors were identified and rescued as a result mm. of the investigation. So, yep. There's yeah. at least that. There's at least yeah. that. I mean, yeah, this is one for the good guys. And mm-hmm. uh, real good. It's, this is great coordination, again, internationally. And uh, I th- hopefully, the, I, it's funny because I guess there's, it's hard to know what the scale of something like this is. Um, when I think about this sort of thing, I think about, for example, when, uh, when Jeffrey Epstein was um, arrested and you think, Wow, it's great this person who did all these terrible things are arrested. And then also I thought he can't be the only one who's nope doing this kind of thing. And I'm sure it's yeah. the same thing here. So hard to know if this how big a dent this makes in this sort of thing, but uh it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, and look, any dent they can make, good on them. That's yeah. you know, just keep going, guys. It's it's I think this is definitely a win for the good guys, for sure. It's, you know, it's heartbreaking for the kids, but at least some kids have been, you know, rescued. So mm-hmm. that's even better. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how Zuckerberg's new plans come into play with when you have things like this. You know, that's we talked about this at the top of the show, Dave, where, you know, Zuckerberg is saying, yeah, we're going to still do end to end encryption, but we're going to try and do it from the, you know, proactive side of not letting these things actually escalate to the point where people can, you know, get to the children, even though hmm. my, yep. my, my take is that, uh, well, you can make a fake Facebook account and be anybody you want to be online. So we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, at least, uh, we're ending on a high note this week. Yeah, it's good news. It is good news. It's a sobering, but good news. Ups and doodads. Well, a couple of years back, I, I, talked about the trials and tribulations of trying to get my tv hooked up to my to my ladies in the tube situation and that never actually worked out but amazon appears to have solved that problem now i will know hopefully by the next show and as we were making fun of amazon product names earlier in the show um they do it themselves to their own products now. I was looking at the all-new <laughs> Fire TV Cube hands-free with Alexa and 4K Ultra HD streaming media player. Woo! Basically, it looks like a little Rubik's Cube. And they are saying that this will, in fact, interface with your TVs and everything else. You'll be all able right. to turn them on and off by just saying, you know, Alexa or whatever your code word is. So I'm going to get one. Uh, and check it out. Now, as much as I actually prefer the Apple TV UI, it does appear, if this works, 
that Apple will be my phone, tablet, computer ecosystem, but my home ecosystem is going to be all Amazon. Because if this thing works, that's that. I will uh, I will probably not be using my Apple TV much anymore because, uh, you know, everything's available on, on, on the Alexa as well. So there you go. And if that yeah. can control my TV and everything, says so it also controls you know, compatible soundbars, AV receivers, everything. If this actually really works out, I'm definitely going to get one for my mom, too. Okay, well... Good for you. I like my Roku TV still. It has everything. I don't have to install other apps on it. It just works. Right. Uh, I did buy a sound bar this week. I'll have that next week. I'm still testing it out. It uh, It is annoying to have to have another remote control for the volume, but it, yeah, uh, it, does, yeah, it does some things really good. It does some things not so good, but it was like, you know... It, it it fit. <laughs> that was kind of the. <laughs> I had to find one that actually fit in the space that I had because, right. you know, my TV's above the fireplace and we can't actually hang it anywhere because like it's brick and it would cost more than the TV literally to actually drill holes in the fireplace. So I'm like, okay, let's just get a sound bar and we'll try that. And I'm like, uh, you know, it's okay. I, drill, I think, drilling holes in brick is really not that difficult. I have a drill that can do that. I do have a drill that can do that, too, but it's not my fireplace. Don't forget right. that. Okay, there's that. <laughs> so if I screw up and the fire per- fireplace breaks, I don't... Uh, you, remember that underemployed thing? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I do not have a fireplace re- or chimney replacement budget. <laughs> I'm sure you can learn how to do that on YouTube. Oh, great. Yeah. Maybe there's a master class on rebuilding master class on masonry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Amazon, I got a note this week that uh, Ford and Alexa have hooked up. All right. And the, uh, I apparently now can use Alexa in my Ford Explorer. But you've got CarPlay in there already, right? Yes, I do. So who cares? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I mean, the way it works with iPhones is you have to actually plug it in via USB, and mm-hmm. then your phone drives the interface, right? Right. So I got to say the new uh, the new CarPlay upgrades are amazingly nice. Well done, Apple, on that one. But if I if I want to use Ford and Alexa, I have to run the Ford Alexa app on my phone when I plug it in. Okay. So I'd lose CarPlay. Right. So, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> it kind of works. So while I think it's a step in the right direction, it actually does me no good. No good it's whatsoever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Not, yeah, CarPlay. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I stumbled across this one, and I just thought it was it was awesome. Uh, you have to be of a certain age to to really <laughs> yes, appreciate this one, but I thought you and I definitely did because you and I had a lot of iOmega zip drives yes. back in the day, and uh, it was really funny. I, I just I loved some of the writing on this article, uh, especially this opening paragraph. iOmega is best known for its high capacity disk drives of the mid to late 90s. 100 megabytes was considered monstrous at the time. That randomly stopped working and destroyed data in the process thanks to the company cutting corners and churning out hardware that wasn't very durable. Yep, yeah, that's what I remember about it. <laughs> yep, yep. Do you know, did you know that iOmega actually did not make zip drives or zip disks? They actually did not make anything? They just uh, third-party branded it? OEM'd. It's like a and Trump steak? Guess who, made, <laughs> guess who made zip drives and zip disks? Who? Epson. Really? I when I first got the, my first paying web gig when I moved to California and my first job ever on the web was to build the corporate website for Epson America. And I found out like looking around the office I'm like, "Man, you guys got a lot of zip drives around here." It's like, 
yeah, they give them to us for free. I'm like, can I get uh, just like walk home with a stack of zip disks? Because this was right at the end when zip disks was like just on the decline, yeah. you know. And they're like, yeah, Epson makes these things. They don't brand them. They iOmega is just a third party company that sells them all. I'm That's like, amazing. Wow. <laughs> I mean, at least I mean, okay, yeah, they did tend to die at the <laughs> the least opportune moment, but you got to admit they were better than PsyQuest. Oh, yeah. They were great at the time, as long as they worked. It's, it's just yeah. when they broke on you. It was always a pain in the ass. Anyways, yeah. the whole point of this is some kid managed to figure out how to basically connect to an iOmega zip drive from his Apple Watch, which is yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> pretty good hacking. It was. I, You know, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is really useless. But then oh, the, it's totally the, useless. The nerd in me was just like, good on you, brother. Good on you. I this know. Was, pretty this cool. was fun. Yeah. I think I want to go get that uh, that little app he's using though that rumpus, uh, rumpus. rumpus. yeah, yep. <laughs> put it in my rumpus room. <laughs> oh, so back to Amazon. I I, I got this. I'm very a while disappointed ago. in this product name. The Streetwise Lightning Rod Seven Million Stun Stick. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not enough there. No, it's not. It doesn't really tell you exactly. It doesn't really what it pop does. or paint a picture. Oh, trust me, the motherfucking thing pops. <laughs> tell you why in a second so i i usually carry a stun stick when i'm out in the early morning with the dogs because we have a really bad coyote problem in my neighborhood and many Mm -hmm. pets every week go go to the great uh pound in the sky and uh i just don't want to walk in my backyard and be mobbed because coyotes can't jump a six-foot fence and they do often poop in my backyard in the middle of the night. So when I come out in the morning, I want to have something that's not Bam Bam to get rid of them. So I have a stun gun, basically a giant stun gun. This is the new one I bought because my old one was a little long in the tooth. About $35, depending on the whim of Amazon when you load the page. (laughs) Reload a couple times, it might get you down to the same price. Well, this new one I got uh, has a new feature on it. At the very end, there's the stun gun. But this new one has these new long metal strips that go down the barrel of it that are about a foot long, Mm -hmm. which are the anti-grab strips. So if you're trying to shock somebody, nobody can grab it and hang on to it and try and take it from you. Right. Well, I forgot about those this morning. (laughs) And I was was fiddling with the prongs on the front because they looked like they were a little out of alignment. So I was just like, okay. And then I turned it to stun mode and pressed the button to test it to see if I got the arc. Oh, I got an arc, all right. Jesus Christ. Stunned the ever-living shit out of myself. Held on to it for about a tenth of a second. My arm was numb for an hour and a half. (laughs) Wow. Okay, I'm going to go give it a five-star rating. (laughs) Please do include your entire story. Oh, absolutely (laughs) I'm absolutely putting the whole story up there, because if you can't write a fun Amazon review, then come on, there's something wrong with you. But my God, I'm like, now I know what 7 million volts actually feels like. A lot of, you know, security experts and self-defense experts say, well, these things, all they're going to do is piss somebody off, and then they're just going to make the make you hit them harder. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I tell you what, you it's get effective, zapped with... It's is what you're saying. It's very effective. I'm like, it did piss me off, and I did want to punch it really badly, but then I'm like, you're the one that pressed the button, you, you idiot. So, <laughs> um, and, I mean, my, my roommate was in the house, like, in the bathroom, and she heard me screaming. I'm like, motherfucking fuck, you fuck, you fuck. <laughs> It's like, 
It was like a cartoon bubble with all of the, you know, the percent yeah. and pound signs coming out of there <laughs> for like four minutes. I'm just screaming. My fingers were numb. Just like, you fucking idiot. But at least it, uh, I didn't need my, I didn't need my tea this morning because it woke me the fuck up. I will guarantee you that. So if you are looking for a, uh, a stun stick, I highly recommend the Streetwise Lightning Rod 7 million stun stick for approximately $35 on Amazon. Nice. Now, finally, I saw this one over at The Verge, and I just I just had to throw it in here. And it, it, The title of the article is, Does Praying Burn Calories? Here's the Pope's $110 e-rosary. Yes, they made, <sighs> they made a prayer tracker for you. The smart rosary. Okay. Yep. All right. Awesome. <laughs> I love one of the, the early reviews on the Google Play Store. Good fitness tracker app helps me work out regularly. Didn't understand how praying works, though. Maybe need some tutorials. For now, four <laughs> out of five. You have to be in Italy to get it, but uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. So 100, 110 bucks to, uh, you know, track, track prayer. those prayers. Yep. I saw this one over at Vox Recode, because I think that's actually what they call it now. I I heard (laughs) Kara Swisher on a podcast call it Vox Recode, and it's called Generation Z Doesn't Always Want to Hear From You. So it turns out that the Generation Z, those born after 1998... And have, you know, they are, have been online since the day they were born. They, they came into they this world with a natives. Twitter account. Yes. yes. <laughs> Ready to go. Had a USB stick shoved up their ass. Personal profiles on MySpace. All, all set up. Well, they are saying that, uh, yeah, you know, we're cool with not being reachable all the time. They're pushing back and actually seem to be more uh, hands-off than the previous generations like ours. Right. And, uh it's an interesting uh, take. I mean, it's a decent survey, 1,500 people. So not Good a small, not a small sample size. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do wonder if it's more the age that they are specifically and if they're going to end up being uh, less that way as they get a bit old, older because Generation Z is in that uh, kind of time frame right now where you you basically want to be left alone. You want you don't want your parents to know what you're doing. You don't want to be contacted. You just want to go out and do your own thing and, and basically usually not good things or things that society or parents or or, uh, you know, authority figures law. want you yeah, to be doing because so, that's that prime age range right where you yeah, certainly you and i were fucking hellions <laughs> and we didn't want anybody being being able to find us yeah so. they, they, that's let's break some glass and fuck shit up exactly that's the age range that they're in right now so i i do wonder if it's partially that very well could be that mm-hmm. is an interesting take on it um so yeah we'll see i i really like the end here it says Generation Z does tend to differ by gender in one important way, optimism about tech. Gen Z women are markedly less likely than other generations and less likely than their male peers to be optimistic about technology's impact on society. They're also more worried than other groups about online safety and security and their personal information getting into the wrong hands. So, Brian, when we retire, we are going to (laughs) hand the reins over to a couple girls from Gen Z. And then they can run with it because uh, it sounds like they're uh, right in our wheelhouse. Exactly. Well done, Gen Z. I'm impressed. 
And another article I found this morning over on BuzzFeed News, because they do news now. <laughs> it's called Porn Stars versus Instagram, Inside the Battle to Remain on the Platform. Well, I think they're they're allowed to be on it as long as they don't show their pink bits. Nope. 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 Hmm. Nope. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, I mean, the, the, the women on... On Instagram are not showing their naughty bits, but here's the problem. It comes down to the moderators, and the moderators are pulling people with apparently no rhyme or reason, and it's really affecting these women's ability to make money. Are you you saying a social media giant is not following the terms of service that they have in an even-handed and and regular manner? Why would I ever say something like that, Because that would just be shocking. That sounds sounds like Balderdash. (laughs) Sounds like Balderdash and Poppycock. Well, well, there is no cock in this one because they can't get anybody to go to their websites and they're losing thousands of dollars a month because since, you know, the other legislation has gone into play and there's no more Craigslist, there's no more adult sites, and these women are trying to find a place to call their own Mm -hmm. and at least get get their message out there that they're available for a good time. Well, this is the problem. So, uh, like I always say, you can't build your house in somebody's backyard and get pissed off when they turn the sprinklers on. So, I feel bad for them. I wish they had a place where they could go that was safe. Can't build your whorehouse in somebody else's backyard. Build it in my backyard. Come on by. (laughs) Jason will build you a site using rumpus. (laughs) Using rumpus. That's right. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) put put your rump on rumpus. That's that's it. I want to give a shout out to Microsoft Tech Support, which actually did help me solve some of the problems when I was working on my dad's Mac or Mac <laughs> laptop. So there's that. They actually have a support department still. It was great. Can't believe is that it. a Jobsian I'll... slip? <laughs> Call it a I Mac. Think so a Jobsian <laughs> slip. That's a good term. Yeah, I'm so into Apple now that it's unbelievable. Also, I want to give a shout out to our friends at NodeHost. I'm, um, we're all doing well. I'm doing my personal hosting there. Jason still has some stuff there too, I believe. And I mentioned how my spam has ticked up a bit because they don't have any server side spam killers, and they're actually well well into the process of, of adding that service. That's customer service for you. There you, you go. Yeah, no, they're good guys over there. Definitely. Yeah, and I don't know if you watched this morning, but I did watch the astronauts Christina Koch and Jessica Meir do their historic spacewalk. Well done, ladies. Well done. I watched a little bit of it, and it was uh, a little in boring, space. Let's be honest. Little, yeah, it was. <laughs> she's like, I looked under the plate. There's nothing extruding. Moving on to the next. I'm like, okay, this isn't really. We're not watching BSG here. So this isn't the expanse. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. being blown out of an airlock. <laughs> Uh, yet we didn't get to the end. Maybe that was in the second half of the spacewalk. <laughs> well, hopefully not. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to patreon.com slash GOG. Toss us a few bucks a month and we'll love you forever. If you don't like Patreon but still want to support the show, you can give a one-time or recurring donation by just going to GOG.show and click that PayPal button. Your support really keeps us going and we really, really, really appreciate it. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 386. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy.